0: Triple M Summer Breakfast with Loz and Tomo. It's Loz and Tomo's What's Trending.
1: Now this is pretty wild. Um, This was a cold case murder. Suzanne Pole. she was stabbed to death in 1993. Um, She was working in a news agent in Salisbury and for a long time they didn't know who did it and it was a mystery. Mm. Then in 2019, a man named Matthew Donald Tilly was arrested and he's just been found
2: guilty. Unbelievable, mate. So 28 years in in the making of this and a... A coffee cup is the downfall. Yes.
1: Yeah, so they had their eye on him and they yeah. they were trying to get some um, physical evidence. Yeah. And he threw a coffee cup into a bin. They've obviously fished it out of the bin and then they've been able to corroborate the evidence from the, the scene to mm. the coffee cup. Um, he was 19 at the time.
2: Unbelievable. She was
1: 36. She oh. was just at her workplace. She was working the late shift and her husband found her. It was just an awful yep. situation. So they're um, very relieved.
2: Yeah, big time. Um, Mrs. Pohl's daughter has said it's all the, you know, a Christmas wish that has come true. Mm. This is the be- best outcome we could have asked for. It was amazing. Out of this world, it means everything to us. And as it would, you know, 28 Closure. years of not knowing, you know, who would. Uh, or
1: knowing and well, knowing it was out there. Well, that's
2: the thing, isn't it? Knowing it was out there, someone that's uh, murdered your mother. Ugh. You can't even comprehend what's going on there, mate. Yeah, I
1: can't really find what the, mo- like, whether there was motive or what. Yeah. Like, it, it sounds like it might have just been a crazy. Now,
2: problem. we would just talking about that you know you're 30, I'm 27. This wasn't a big thing, like for us. Like it Growing wasn't a up. huge thing. It would have been big in the 90s, absolutely. Yeah. Well, but we it's we would not... have been
1: protected from that. You're probably we right.
2: Little. Yeah, but then there'd be people out there on 048851047 if you want to yeah, have your say on you, this. If you, yeah, yeah. If you were please. around when
1: this was was happening and you were sort of shocked and absolutely, and, stuff, and you're relieved to see it all come to a close. Um fair bit happening at Paralli. Yeah man's lost his license after sleeping at the wheel. Yeah. Uh, it was a it was a nap really. It
2: was a bit of a nap, mate.
1: Yeah. Um so, hang on a sec.
2: Mm-hmm. I've I've got the wrong article.
1: You got the wrong article. You're gonna have to. Pick Let,
2: this me up. This, <laughs> Let me run with this, mate. Um, Let me run with this. They woke him up, and he came back with a positive breath test mm. of zero point two one five, more than four times the legal limit of zero point you know o five, which is two one five. Yes, mate.
1: Wow. Yes. That's- it was just a martini. It's a
2: fair sip, isn't it?
1: Just a big old shaken martini. Yeah,
2: the man will appear in court at a later day. His car has been impounded, uh, impounded, I should say, and lost a license for a year. So, look, and uh, poor guy.
1: He was he's poor just,
2: guy. Well, he's pulled over. He's just having a nap. No, still on the right thing, mate.
1: He was in the middle of the intersection. Yeah, I think
2: the keys were in the ignition.
1: He was listening to the radio. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, what do you reckon he was listening to?
1: <laughs>
2: boots and cats and boots and cats. <laughs>
1: I'm not going (laughs) to say what I think it was, but I'd say the insomnia shift.
2: Yeah? Do you? I Whereabouts?
1: Oh, no. Yeah? Just a a dance community music station.
2: Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. (laughs) Um, Fair bit happening in the cricket yesterday. Our boy, Travis Head, A hundred runs, which is absolutely brilliant. Here it is here and how Triple M called it.
3: waiting. Head.
4: Punches down the track. Gets it
3: past mid on. Oh, stand up and applaud. Is a magnificent Asher sentry from Travis Head.
2: Unbelievable. So he did that in a session, which is insane up at the Gabalaz. So the South Australian captain, he like and he had that. He had the monkey on his back for so long. There was doubts whether he's even going to be picked for this test. And he's mm. just gone out and he's gone whooshka. So we are right on top of the pommies at the moment. We're currently seven for 343, we're going to bat a little bit more today and then send them in and skittle them and get this done in four days.
1: Nothing you said makes sense to me. <laughs> you had a smile on it your face. Just, oh, and passion as well. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I assuming... couldn't have set it up
2: better, I don't reckon. <laughs> oh, I could not have set it up could, better.
1: You, you may as well have been speaking Mandarin, I oh. honestly
2: get. Hey, Sam the audio man's put something together. Yeah. It's not quite a top five of the week. It's a top three. It's a top three. Yep. Mm. yep. <laughs> Let's hit one and see how it goes.
0: Welcome to the top three things we learnt on Lozan and Tomo this week. Summer breakfast battlers get a top three, not top five. Deal with it. Number three. <laughs> Heartbreaker Loz has been on more than a few first dates in her time. Just the queen of dating. <laughs> been the out. queen of first dates. Yeah, fair to up. say. <laughs> and never seeing them again. Oh, That's not true at all. This week, Loz imparted some wisdom to our young producer Tom, who's about to go on his first date. I need
3: some advice from yep. some wise heads.
1: Like an old mare like me. Take it away, Loz. This is what I recommend. Don't get too drunk.
0: Seems it's do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) Glug, 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 if you catch my drift. And
1: you can probably have more drinks than you normally
2: would because you've got so much adrenaline. True. Ladies' man Tomo had some advice too. (laughs) Talk about your mum a little bit. But not too much. But not too much. Just say, look, I've got a great relationship with my mum. Wedge that in there at some part of the night. I've got a great relationship with my mum, but don't go overboard, otherwise you'll be mummy's boy. That's right. Which... You already kind of are. Got, <laughs> and- you got picked up from a big shed the other night by your mum. I, I might have, yeah. yeah. So
1: yeah. when your mum starts tugging on the umbilical cord, just ignore <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> Number two, speaking of mums, we took calls on why you're proud of your kids. How do your parents brag about your loss? Uh,
1: my dad tells a story about me riding a mechanical bull as a child, yeah. even yeah. though all the well, other kids were too
2: afraid. The greatest thing going around is you getting into the woolshed at 10. <laughs> And they don't get much (laughs) prouder than Amy from Valley View.
5: Three boys at the moment go through puberty. Oh, yeah? And... With all the mums and stuff, I've found myself... I'm I'm proud and bragging that they've got pubes. <laughs> they've got the hairy balls happening. I'm really
0: proud. If you're excited about that, Amy, you'll be proud as punch when their socks start going missing. I'm really proud.
2: <laughs> From proud parents to embarrassing parents. Chelsea, good morning to you. Embarrassing parents, what happened, please? Well,
5: you know how you get those kind of weird moods normally at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning and you just want to go out and go for a run or do a hair or something? Mm. Mum gets them at 2pm. Oh, no, can't <laughs> you? She went to pick up my little sister from school, so she decided to ride the horse down the main road. No. Reverse paralleled it into a car (laughs) park. And my sister came out and said, I remember hearing a horse
2: neigh and just went, bugger, this is going to be me. Are you serious? And so she had to get
5: up on the horse with her school bag and hold on to mum while they trotted back down the main
4: street. (laughs) The
0: The number one thing we learned this week is Tomo calls himself the community battler.
2: Soul to the earth, community battlers, (laughs) Australians, all right?
0: But he's really the community backstabber. And Loz wanted to know...
1: (laughs) When has Mark Thomas... Personally dogged you. One triple three five three. Nah, this one. Get fly. in touch right now. <laughs> to
0: say the phones went nuts would be an understatement.
3: Aaron's on the line. Better question is, when hasn't he dogged you? Yeah. Oh no. Alright.
1: Oh, he loves to come after me. Can you tell me a little story maybe of when he wasn't so perfect?
3: Yeah, look, it wasn't a me, but it was my mate. He may have uh, gone home with a young lady, had mm-hmm. a one-night stand, and uh Mark decided he'd go uh pick him up, do the right thing. She was actually staying at um, her parents' house. OK. So anyway, he said, uh, yeah, when you get here, just chuck us a message. I'll come out, avoid the uh, awkward <laughs> confrontation. And then um, Mark's held the horn down for about 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, just not a good bloke. The old man stuck his head out the window. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
3: Tolo's very
0: own boss, Matt, called
1: up. When has Mark Thomas personally dogged you.
0: There was a day (laughs) where he invited himself... to my house, <laughs> sat himself down
2: prime position in front of the pizza oven mm-hmm. and uh, ripped into the pizza for about four hours. Mm-hmm. My kids went hungry, ate that much pizza, and then the next day, I can't remember gets, that on name. Air, <laughs> gets on air and does a phoner about a wood-fired pizza oven
0: overrated <laughs> <laughs> and how much everyone owns them are complete tosses. The top three things we learnt this week on Loz and Tomo. Oh, oh,
4: oh,
2: very wow. good. Going to open up the phones right now, Lozzie. When did you go to the wrong house?
1: So we have tradies coming in and out of our house all the time With because you. I live in a rental. It's a bluestone. It's nice. It's, yep. a, it's in only. It's a nice one, but it's it's old. Vintage. So it needs a lot of upkeep yep. and our landlord is very on it.
2: Bit of TLC. So
1: And also my housemate and I will lodge things and not even tell each other. Just be like, oh, that tap needs to be fixed oh, or really? whatever. Yeah. And then someone will just show up. Yeah, right. So the other day I get a knock on the door. And I open it and said, oh, I'm just a plumber. I'm I'm here to fix the tap. Got and you. in my head, I'm like, yeah, probably. Yeah. You know, we always need something Yeah, exactly. Fixed. I said, come on in, mate.
2: If not, mate, just do it for
1: us. <laughs> he comes into the bathroom. He's looking at it and he goes, it looks all right. It's a little bit leaky, mm. but you know, it says here it needs a full service and to be replaced and all this crap. And I'm like, yeah, mate, look, these, these taps have given us grief in the past and... <laughs> You're... I'm so Mike you know when you get in the shower and you turn the hot water on and then you turn the cold on a little bit and yeah, then suddenly yeah. it's freezing yeah, and then you yeah. go, I said, I spend so long trying to anyway he goes, oh all right, no worries so he, um he redoes all these taps and I 'm sitting there on the lounge. you need a cup of tea, need anything No, mm. no, nah, nah, all good. He leaves about two hours later. I get a call Trady uh wasn't even meant to be at our house. it was the people next door. Oh. So he'd just shown up to our house. Just replaced
2: it replaced for free. Replaced
1: the tap for no reason. God, and I'm making up things in my head coming yeah. up with reasons why the tap... Yeah, that's right.
2: ...all normal. He must be scratching his head going, bloody hell, what a diva. <laughs> this thing's fine. <laughs> now I, I understand what time I was on about it. I about was her.
1: very embarrassed.
2: <laughs> but you've done this. Nah. Nah, nah, nah. I haven't. Well, I have. I was a tradie. <laughs> well, I still am a tradie, obviously, but... Uh... We built a brand new Rivergum home um, for the lovely people up there in the Adelaide Hills. I think we're in Mount Barker, and it was about three months later, we got a call back from Rivergum that we had to replace a brick, because sometimes they get chipped, okay? When people are moving in for their home, well, crooked, yeah. Especially my brother, Ben Lanham. Yeah, things aren't good lately. (laughs) Anyway, so we got a call from Rivergum to go back and replace this brick, and um, you know, no issue. We do it all the time, so all good. So I've rocked up to this house. And I just could not believe it. I'm just like, these guys are so freaking picky. It was the chip, the size of maybe like 1.5 mil. Wow. 1.5 mil. And it was right right out the back. Like you wouldn't even notice it. Like you would not even, and I'm swearing and carrying it on. So I've got my chisel, (laughs) my hammer, and I'm banging away on this brick, you know, bang,
4: bang, bang, Getting it
2: out. Yeah. I'm just smashing it out, ready to relay another one. The owner comes out and goes, mate, what are you doing? (laughs) I said, mate, I'm (laughs) relodging your brick for you. All right. The one that you complained (laughs) about. I'm here in my own time (laughs) helping you out. He goes, well, I've I've never complained, (laughs) but my neighbour certainly has. And that was the house you were meant to be on. (laughs) One, triple, three, five, three. When did you rock up to the wrong house? We're heading out to Ghoul. It should be beautiful out there this morning. Marie, hello. Hello. How How are are you? you? Good, thank you. That's good. When did you rock up to the wrong house?
5: Um, I was working as a district nurse in a suburb in Adelaide, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, it was unfamiliar to me. Mm. Yes. And I had given this lady to see who'd recently come out of the hospital, and she had a pressure injury on her sacrum. Okay. So I got to the house, and she also had a diagnosis of dementia as well. Oh, no. Um, Sadly, I knocked on the door, and the lady answered the door and asked me to look at the fridge. So I thought, had I come to look at the fridge, so I thought it was... Oh, yeah, she definitely has, a diagnosis of dementia. Oh, so she's right. very confused. I validated it, yeah, yep. I validated it and went in and asked, could I? how did she go on in hospital, et cetera, and she went along with it, bless her. And then I had to ask her, could I look at that sore on her bottom?
2: Sure.
5: <laughs> so we got to the bedroom and I had a look at the sore on her bottom and there wasn't a sore there. It's just healed up nicely. <laughs> so she just healed very quickly. So I was mortified, and then when I found out, I'd actually gone. I'd gone to the next door neighbours instead of her. Marie,
2: Marie. that is absolutely Marie. brilliant.
5: Marie, you did not. Uh, no. I just wanted to dig a hole. Oh, the Marie! What ended up happening? Did you go over to the neighbour? Oh, then... I actually,
2: yeah, I yeah. actually apologised. Yeah. <laughs> Two for one deal.
5: Yeah. Check a fridge.
2: Oh Marie, that's oh, no, that's Marie that's a
5: that... vulnerability, doesn't
4: it? I know it's a joke, but oh,
5: my, <laughs>
2: oh, my God. Oh, that's Marie. so good. Thank you that's so much amazing. for that, Marie.
5: That's amazing.
1: That's gonna be hard to talk. Oh my goodness. And
2: um, we got Deborah there from Springfield. Hello, Deborah.
5: Hi. Can I say hi to Grant and Mary? Because they always take me out about
1: getting through. Hi Grant. <laughs> oh. Hi, Grant anyway. Anyway. and Mary. <laughs> Deb, what's um, so story? my
5: husband, yeah, he was traveling um, from Sydney to country New South Wales and he got there quite late in the night. Um, she was looking for a house and then he got some instructions from the lady and he thought, yep, this is the one. Yep. Pulls up, thought, I'll just go and have a quick look in the um, in the house before I grab everything. And he gets there and he sees this little dog and he went, oh, shit, this isn't the right one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry,
4: sorry. No, that's
3: all, all, all right. And well, so
1: uh, followed out with this Maori guy just gets up Goes, what are you doing? Can I help you? And um, I was like, Oh, uh, no, look, I'm looking for this house. And the only reason I think it didn't end badly is that he said the lady's name, the oh, man lady. Oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. And they uh, said, On oh, he said, No, look, she's right way down the road. Oh, um, the house is way down the road. But yeah, he said, Yeah, thanks. And just left.
2: Oh, God. Oh, God, out of there. Massive yep. Mary, man. Wow. It's not the house
1: you want to stumble into. In no, little that's little right. Night. Yeah. No. Thank you Thank so you much for that, Deborah.
2: That's very good. Grant and Mary. Yeah. <laughs> Big shout out.
1: Big shout out.
2: Hopefully they're filling out a survey book, mate. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> lost <right>.
1: some time. <laughs> I have been doing a little health
2: diary because
1: I keep getting ulcers on my tongue. Do you? Like, you know when you, did you ever have braces? Yeah, mate. Mm. Braces, I used to get ulcers as like, cause it rub against. Well, the... I wasn't
2: too bad with braces to be honest. I got told, I got sworn by, by my orthodontist that if I had a plate for two years, mm. I wouldn't need braces. <laughs> yeah. Two years after the plate, braces.
1: Mate. Unbelievable! Oh, I had braces for five years. Yeah, five years of my life. You can tell. Yeah. What do you mean?
2: Beautiful teeth, mate. Oh, that's.
1: Thought you might not have the personality <laughs> of someone who had to work extra hard because <laughs> she looked like a train track. <laughs> hey, how funny is this? My brother didn't have braces; he just had one on the top. Oh, the one line, and they called him Monorail. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better than a <laughs> braces joke. I know. We've all copped him, We've all given them.
1: Anyway, I've been getting them recently and it's a bit bizarre because, like, I don't have braces and I don't know what's going on. And yep. they say it could be something like stress. Oh. So I've started writing down when I'm getting them just to see if it coincides with okay. anything. And wouldn't have got them this week. For the last Surely. two months, it's been every Friday evening <laughs> and Saturday morning that I've been getting flare ups. I'm like, what am I doing every Friday and Saturday? So, I was like, Oh, that's when I do weekend breakfast. Anyway, I've been on with you all week. Yeah, no, and nothing. And I have had. Clean. No, I have had oh, an no. outbreak. I am in agony. I'm on endone. Come on, mate. For these you things. endone. Endone. Just for fun. Just, um, <laughs> that's,
2: a, that's an all
1: year round thing. Mum had some leftover from her hip surgery. Oh, come on. Don't want them to go to waste. <laughs>
2: They're out of date, soon. Half of them, half go on the black market, thank so, you.
1: So, I thought maybe there was something wrong with nah. me, but it just turns out...
2: No, it's not it's me, you. mate. It is, it's, it's, it's
1: you. You're giving me stress ulcers.
2: Have some Bomgella and move on. <laughs> <laughs> I've been teasing it all morning. I've got to talk about the first time that I ever met Chris Dittmar, okay? And I'm, Christopher Dittmar. That's right, and I'm bringing this up because... Well, I'm sitting in his seat this week, and you I thought, are. it's only just if I uh, rehash a story about the first time that I met the great man. What was it, 1842? No, come on, Liz. Ah. Come on. <laughs> 34 it was. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was at the Arkabar, okay, in 2017. So right. I was a prize pig back then of Triple M.
1: If anyone out there is listening and wondering how to get into radio, <laughs> all you have to do is continuously call the rush hour.
2: Seriously. That's
1: and, that's the way you got into the biz.
2: Agree with Jars, mate. Yeah, that's all you have to do. So I'm um, Fair Dinkum. We used to ring up and when they had the prizes up for grabs. I'd agree with him, and then Sean was the anchor at the time, and Jars would be like, price please, Sean. Yeah, price please, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Anyway, so. I won these tickets to go to, uh, it was called One Night in September Ooh. at the Arca Bar, right? And right. it was the Who's Who that was there. So obviously it was Ruined Dits by hosting it. Jars was there with Louis at the time. They mm-hmm. flew Brian Taylor over for it. <gasps> BT? Yep. Tony Modra was there as well. Pre COVID. Was, it, it was huge, mate. Yeah, Gorgeous. well, that's the thing. You just fly everyone around yeah. and it was a whole heap of fun. Anyway, so I've got tickets. So I've taken my brother, my cousin and my old man. Mm-hmm. She's a real Thomas family affair at the akaba <laughs> right? So we're just standing there and it's a, a bit of a break in proceedings. Uh, we're just there having a couple of beers, which is all good. No issues at all. We're just keeping to ourselves. And then out of nowhere, we get a tap on the shoulder mm. and it was BT. No. It was Brian Taylor, No, mate. He comes over, he goes, you guys look like a likely sort. He goes, oh. like some good boys that I'd like to have a couple of beers with. No way. So we spent 10 to 15 minutes on our lonesome with him and people tried to wedge him with conversation. He goes, excuse me, I'm talking to the Thomas boys. He's like, seriously, it was unbelievable. That's
1: exciting. I feel like you might be putting some mail on it. (laughs) Carry on.
2: (laughs) Anyway, so it got to the stage of the night where, you know, you had had a couple of cans under the belt. And I just said, you know, this is a one night in September. It's a sportsman's night, BT. Yeah. How the hell is Dipmar involved? Oh no, you did not. You can't call squash a sport. You're so disrespectful. (laughs) That's his friend. <laughs> I know.
1: He was the world champion at something. I, I mean, you can't discredit oh, that. I was just
2: a twenty-three-year-old kid, just not a care in the world. Like I said, Loz, it was um, yeah, had a couple. So, so nothing's changed. No, though, no, that, that's yeah. right. It's Twenty-three to twenty-seven, just a couple more. <laughs> Um, and BT loved it. He did? And he loved it. He loved that little drive-by and he just yeah, goes, yeah. oh, that's so funny, mate. Anyway, I've got to get back on stage. Mm. So we all go back down. We forget about my comment, obviously. We're sitting down. And I said to the boys, I said, how good's that chatting with Brian Taylor? And uh, the boys like, oh, it's unbelievable. Anyway, we hop up. Uh, BT hops up on stage, I should say. We're sitting down and he goes, yeah, you know, I'd like to welcome Chris Dittmar out to the stage. Mm. And he said, Chris Dittmar, this is a sportsman's night. What the hell are you doing here?
1: <laughs> he stole your gear.
2: Straight to Ditts.
1: He stole your joke.
2: BT has eyeballed Ditts and said that. And B- and Ditts is just like, oh, what
1: He's been absolutely... Was yeah.
2: it funny or was it aggressive? Uh, it was funny. Yeah, the crowd was liking it. I don't know about Ditts, though. Yeah, and it's hard
1: to know. It's hard to read him sometimes. That's some right. Times.
2: And then um, out of nowhere, BT's like, I didn't say that, mate. That kid right there <gasps> did. And so not only did he steal
1: your yep. gear to get the laugh, but yep. then he ratted you out. to Th- dip.
2: Threw me under the bus, and he points to me. I'm in the first row at the Arca Bar and I'm there frozen with a beer in my hand. And
1: just like, who the hell
2: is this kid? Well, Dipmar just said, "Go get a haircut, you f- idiot." <laughs> Do
1: you know what's crazy? <laughs> is that's the first thing he said to me too when oh. I met him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, absolutely superb. Not in memory of Dits, but because we're speaking about that, let's play a song, a suburban song from Dave Gleason about the oh, great Chris Dittmar. Dits, we love you. Yep. This is dedicated to you, mate. Here we go 104.7 Triple M.
4: You live in Hondorf, it's close to everything supermarket, school, swimming pool, and gym. And unfortunately, Chris Dittmer it's nestled in the hills the air up here is clean the view goes on for miles the place seems so serene until ditz comes home well he's smashing savvy bees at the stanley bridge hotel then stumbling home and slurring with an alcoholic smell i can To beer. yet it's paradise compared to living next door to Dittmar. Fruit sharks, shop addicts, slowing down all the cars, 20 Ks down Main Street, people pissed at German bars, but that's nothing compared to living next door to Ditmars. I've got a story.
2: Okay. i got a story for you. Something that happened to me last night, and producer Jared's involved with this. Good morning, all. <laughs> okay. Right. So, last night, <clears throat> oh, God. I was up in the Adelaide Hills, right, and uh, cruised over to Wisto, which is a beautiful part of town just out of Mount Barker, mm-hmm. and I went to the Wisto Hall because uh, they had a ghost convention on there, and so Charlie and I went along to that, and, you know, we've sort of- ghost convention? Yeah. We've sort of been getting a little bit spiritual lately, Charles and I, and- <sighs> What's wrong with you, Los?
1: nothing i just it's fine carry on with your with your personal story that definitely happened <laughs>
2: Anyway, so Jazz went to this ghost convention, which was good fun, actually. So we've rolled in there and there's 100 people in the Wistow Hall, all right? There's 100 people in there. And because of COVID restrictions, it was a little bit, you know, <laughs> what they could only have 100 in there.
1: Bringing COVID into this now, <laughs>
2: <today. we> <laughs> So <laughs> Charles and I have rolled in there and uh, the minister is just, he's a juggernaut. He's been doing it all over the country for, for years and years, all right? And it's finally um, South Australia's turn for him to do it. <laughs> so he's rolled in there and he goes, oh, welcome everyone to the ghost convention here at the Wistow Hall. He goes, great to have everybody's company. It's a packed house. There's a hundred people in there. He goes, I always start with this. Put your hands up, everybody, if you believe in ghosts. hundred hands went up. Obviously, Charlie and I, real firm believers in ghosts. Okay. <laughs> so our hands are raised. And he goes, this is fantastic. Great to have everyone invested. Great to have everyone on board. He goes, keep your hands up if you believe you've seen a ghost. Now, Charles and I haven't seen a ghost. So... 20 hands went down, including Charlie and I, but there's still 80 hands up. So you're up. a
1: firm believer, even though you've never seen one. That's
2: right. Exactly. Do you, be- do you believe that someone has a million dollars, mate? <laughs> do you have it? Have you seen
1: it? I've seen what a million dollars can do. Yeah, but... you
2: have. Rupert. <laughs> 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 oh,
3: you hate anyway, that. so there's
2: you hate that. so there's eighty there's 80 hands up um, in the Whistle Hall on this ghost convention, okay? Mm-hmm. The next question from the minister was, okay, who here believes that they've touched a ghost? 50 hands are up, 30 go down. Mm. So half the room believe they've actually touched a ghost. And he goes, the next couple of questions, he goes, I'm, I, I really want some honesty here, okay? Mm-hmm. He goes, who here believes that they've kissed a ghost? Mm. Unbelievable. But 10 hands are up. So 10 people in this room, so 10% of the room believe they've kissed a ghost, all right? And he goes, and I always ask this question, he goes, who, who here believes that they've had sexual intercourse with a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> One hand was up. This bloke at the back, back of the room. We couldn't believe it. Oh, it was unbelievable. was your un- girlfriend Charlie was, for a second. <laughs> 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 He's about to be. <laughs> it was unbelievable. This bloke at the back of the room, all right? So yeah. everyone's cheering and jeering. It is unbelievable. We could, just could not believe what the hell was going on this guy. And the minister's like, come up the front, come up the front. He's high-fiving everyone. He's high-fiving <laughs> everyone. It's going everywhere. <laughs> he gets up there. The minister says to him, he goes, mate. He goes, you need to tell me. I've been doing this stuff for 35 years. I've never had someone say yes to that question. Tell me what was it like to have sexual intercourse with a ghost? the bloke looks at him. He says, ghost? I thought you said goat. (laughs) Jared. We stow things.
1: Jared, I have heard that joke more times than I've had hot dinners, okay? And I,
2: it's still good, isn't it? He
1: brought COVID into it. <laughs> he said, "What are like your thoughts,
2: Jazz?" So Lozzie said to me in the um, pre-show, she said, "You know when um, Tomo's lying because he starts, uh, he's got a few mannerisms." Yeah, yeah. and now I get it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The, a question that's come up um, in the news lately is, would you go and work in remote and rural areas yep. if the government paid uni fees? So a problem that they're having is getting people out to these regional towns, doctors, nurses yeah. in particular, mm. and they're saying as an incentive... We're going to slash up to hundred grand of your uni fees. hundred grand—that's
2: pretty wild. So, well, all the uni is different, though, isn't it? Like with hex debts and whatever. So, it would, medicine like, would be insane. It, yeah, it would be nuts, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and like,
1: because you're earning quite a bit in medicine, you'd be paying off quite a bit. Because as soon as you start earning more, yeah, for the first time in my life, I'm earning enough that I'm paying off hex and I'm seeing it come out of my bank account.
2: So you're oh, you're paying off hex. Yeah. What what was that? I'm not making a joke here, mate. I'm being actually. I can see your face from <laughs> to be,
1: so I, can, I did actually go to university. I know you
2: went to university. Yeah. What did you? What degree did you get? I, d- I
1: didn't <laughs> finish. I didn't finish. I got <laughs> no, a job I before I finished. I know, mate. I, I know. did media,
2: and it was. See, I actually thought that was. I'm being serious. I actually thought that was all done and dusted. You would have paid that off. No, but, because it comes you out
1: in increments once you start as earning. As soon as you start earning it, out. yeah,
2: right. So. Well, I've got mates that have been in Alice Springs mm-hmm. over in rural WA mm-hmm. as teachers laws. Okay. Yes. So they get an opportunity straight away because they need teachers in those yep. remote communities. Yep. All right. But that's, they don't, you know, they didn't get anything paid for. They understand that's part of the gig that you, mm. the, probably 80% of them understand that I'm going to have to move away if I want to do this job.
1: Well, that's the thing, though. People don't want to move away.
2: Yeah, but hell, it looks good on your resume once you come back, though. Because they they got a job straight away back here in the Adelaide Hills where they live. Of course. Because they've gone away for three to four years.
1: I just texted my friend who, um, he's a criminal barrister now, one of the youngest in the country. And he did... um I can brag about him. It's not me. You no, know what I right. mean, You can brag about your friend. <laughs>
2: Absolutely.
1: But he um, lived in Wyala for three years working out there. Yep. And it was, I just sent him a message, you know, how valuable was it? Yeah. For, and he said the most valuable thing I could have ever done. Yep. And I, I think people don't want to move away from the comf- comforts of home, mm. or inner city life, but, it's an inc- it would be an incredible experience. What's well, the
2: same in this industry as well in the radio industry? You get told straight away that you're going to have to move away, Loz, or end up, or, or you know, start doing your stuff at a community radio station. Would you have moved get- away? Yeah, I would have. I yeah. reckon I would have early days. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. when you jump into the industry, but I I feel that we had uh, like cuz me and you come from community radio. Yep. That w- that was sort of the equivalent of moving away if you know what I mean? So in people a way it was, people yeah. moved away to do commercial radio. Yep. We stayed here to do community radio. Yep. That was that was the way we got around that.
1: Yeah, we made our sacrifice in one way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Paycheck was ours. <laughs> <laughs> so let's open this up on 13353.
1: Would you go work rural if the government paid your fees?
2: Is it fair? Yeah. It's a good idea. I'd, I'd like to hear your opinion on this, Triple M family
1: government trying to lure doctors and nurses to rural and regional and remote areas by slashing university debt by up to 100 grand. Yeah, this is important. They're struggling to get people out there. And I think it's not just nurses and doctors. It's every industry. Um, Teaching is one of them. Yeah, but nurses
2: and doctors are the big ones, though, aren't they? Because I think the teachers understand that they need to go rural before getting a gig. Yeah. Does that make sense or not?
1: I do know what you mean. Um, Mm. We've got Moz from Mitcham on the line. Good morning, Moz.
3: Good, good morning. How are you going? Yeah, good, good, thanks. So
1: you've got a bit of experience with this.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. I worked rural for seven years, uh, Murray Bridge to be exact. And uh, first of all, Tom, you don't have to go country anymore. That's an old myth. Oh. Uh, you don't have to go what? Sorry. Country. So you, don't, you don't have to go country anymore. That, that's the, That's an old myth. The system has changed a bit.
2: Okay. But,
3: anyway, that that aside, it is. I would highly encourage mm. people to do what I did. Um, just for a couple of reasons. One, it there's a lot more. Experience um, possibilities to get a broad range of experiences from your basic classroom teacher experience to even a leadership role. Yep. Um, just I found in my time there, you know, opportunities just came so much more frequently compared to since I've moved back to town. Hey, Moz, like, just
2: Mos, just a quick one. Like Murray Bridge, so to me, mate, like, it, yeah, I understand it's rural, but what are we talking? Yeah. 50 minutes from the toll gate. It's not, do you know, like it's a, it's a difference yeah. than a Port Augusta or a Wyala or someone oh, like yeah. that. Is that fair uh, enough?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely, but the the advantages of going there are exactly the same. Okay, yeah, yeah right. So, so, I understand what you're saying. Um, I, I hear you. It's uh, trust me. I've been back there, for frequent, daily, visits and yeah. that with Port Augusta and all that. I hear you there, and but and but at the same time though, the ability to get um, set for life as, as in terms of permanent roles. Mm. Um, and like I said, leadership roles. Yeah. And also, just, just to get that experience, um, I f- I'm finding where I work now, there's a lot of new grad teachers looking on, as I would say, this side of the Mount Lofty Ranges. Yep. Um, and they're struggling to even get a contract. Yeah, you got yeah. You. I, I know where I'm still in touch with the Murraylands region, mm-hmm. and there's so much opportunity yeah. there still. Perfect. Um, they, they, they've always stretched to fill a position, um, mm-hmm. but normally when they get someone there, yeah, I've, you know. I've, once again, I'll, I highly rate the experience. Yeah, yeah no, nah, love can. that. Thanks,
2: F- Moz. Thanks so much for that, Moz. Yeah. That's unreal.
3: I'll leave you to it.
2: Thank thanks, you, so, I'll
1: leave us to it. <laughs> thanks, thank thanks Moz. We'll leave you to it, mate.
2: <laughs> Look, I feel like we just made friends with Moz. Oh yeah, good mate. Good, yeah, he's good coming, mates. He's coming to the Chrissy Show, mate. Don't worry <laughs> about that. the <laughs> The ashes have been absolutely huge on Triple M. We've been running it for a couple of days. Day three kicks off at 10 a.m. this morning. And something pricked my ears yesterday. Triple M Adelaide's very own Greg Blewett. Oh, I love him. See, he's part of the coverage. Yep. Made an absolute dingbat of himself Hello, yesterday, mate. Louis. I know, and he's done that so many times. Let me hear. He's done that so many times. Here he is <laughs> yesterday putting the mockers on a couple of great Australian test batsmen.
3: The race is on here. Warner 79, Labuschagne 74 now. So who's going to get to that I don't want to put the mocker mock on You cannot do that Louis <laughs> around the wicket Labuschagne back hitting in the air and he's caught that is on you Greg Blud you are a disgrace the moment you say they're on track for 100 Labuschagne who hasn't looked in any trouble all day holds out to the man at gully I'm going back to Greg Blud in that last session he said the race was on between Marnus Labuschagne and David Warner for the 100 and they've both gone, and now Cameron Green's out. Greg Blewett, I've got him in the crosshairs. have just done a little bit of digging on the, the numbers since Bluey mozzed the two set batters in the last session, and four for 29 Bluey's produced. Oh, no. Well, that's What's not surprising we you. With? Well, it's yeah. not surprising me, no. Oh, <laughs> where are we at, Bluey?
1: Where so, are we at? So you believe in the superstitions of saying that someone's on track and then it, you know, it puts Do throws, I?
2: Yeah. Not at all. Oh. It's just a great opportunity to lay the boots the Bluey.
1: <laughs> Bluey's got everything. He's handsome. Yeah, I know. He's charming. Yeah. Uh, him, you know, this is his karmic punishment for being too good at everything else. Absolutely. He has to make a of himself Have a bit of sometimes.
2: that, wo- <laughs> <laughs> That's that was good. tremendous actually It's smack on 9 o'clock You got Loz and Tomo for summer breakfast For your Friday morning 04885 1047 To get in touch with us On the Auto Masters text line We were
1: talking earlier about Would you go out rural to, to work If the government paid your hex debt Yeah Because they're struggling to get people out there And someone said 100% would move rural country for work Would be an amazing experience You would yeah, be helping sure. a community And get to spend some time In amazing areas of this country Plus you're away from the stress of city living. Oh, that is true. It's a win-win situation. I have dreams. I have fantasies. Yeah. When life gets really hard, what I want to do, it's just go live on an island.
2: Really, <laughs> yeah. with well, me coconuts. I can't wait for that day to happen.
1: <laughs> <You> <laughs> it's day wasn't I?
2: I just had a little off-air conversation with my with my parents and law. They've come down and stayed in Adelaide overnight, so they live at Wallaroo, right? Yeah. And they just stayed in a in a little budget motel room here. Yeah. And they walked in into the hotel room, and there was a, a human shit in the toilet. Oh,
4: shush! <laughs> and, a poo
2: poo. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so Charlie's old man's gone to the manager and said, mate, there is human feces in our toilet. And the manager deadpanned him, looked him in the eye and go, well, did you flush it? No. (laughs) It's a hundred percent true.
1: Uh, we have Downloads Morrison, oh, yeah. a.k.a. Sam, in the studio. You're our sound engineer and are very very good at his job. We've, we've been very impressed.
2: Tremendous at his just job. Just like
1: wildly better than anyone we've ever encountered. We
2: had a conversation on Friday, Sam, last week, and I said you didn't need to be in here for this show because mm-hmm. we don't really need too many people behind the scenes, but you have just been tremendous. And now I'm carrying
0: it.
4: Yeah, yeah. But, well, that's right, exactly.
2: <laughs> what a strange turn of events.
1: Now, you've got two littlies at home. How old?
0: Uh, yeah, two girls. One's five and eight, almost nine.
1: Oh, cute! And yeah. they're losing their teeth.
0: Well, yes, they've both lost teeth. But um, we were talking. Uh, we were watching Bluey last night, and on Bluey, Bluey lost a tooth, and then the tooth fairy came overnight, and then she uh, pops into the kitchen and goes, "Look what the tooth fairy left me!" and holds up a crisp five dollar note. Oh, five dollar note. Yes, Stewie and, Diver. Yeah, and the dad was a little bit shocked, mm. as I. Am a concerned frugal dad. Yep. Yes, was also shocked. Totally get it. And I said five dollars, like to my daughter. What's going on? That's ridiculous. Yeah. And she looked at me and she said, um, "I won't say the girl's name, but so and so from school lost a front tooth and got $20. twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. What suburb do you live
4: it.
0: in? Uh, it's near Burnside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not far from Roe." <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. It's a granny flight out the back of Rose Joint. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, so I think that the inflation in the areas is, is, you know, you're going to encounter in that area tooth fairies who have a deal with the parents.
2: Los, I don't care where you live. Yeah. $20 is way too much. $20 is blowing out the whole $20? market. $20? Are yeah. you kidding me? What did you get growing up from the tooth fairy?
1: We got a gold nugget for each yep.
2: tooth. Yeah. That's a gold nugget.
1: $1 or $2, East, depending uh, on which parent.
2: Come on, Sam. Come I,
1: on, mate.
0: I thought you went to, you know, the um, Sovereign Hill and were <laughs> no. panning oh, no. for gold. We're yeah.
1: all from Burnside. Yeah, that's
0: right. <laughs> Have you even seen coins before? <laughs> 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 we only deal in gold nuggets <laughs> in Burnside. <laughs> this no, is, this, no, this is crazy.
1: We we got gold nuggets and I purposely pulled out teeth to get money because there was a doll that I wanted to get from Coles. Hang on. We didn't get um, uh, an allowance or anything. So you... I tied string to my teeth and, and shut the door so that the Tooth Fairy would give me money. And it was gra- is, it was a graphic scene. This mm. is,
2: yeah, right. That's, that's just right. I also
1: had this weird thing when I was a kid. Um, I liked, um, I, I, I thought, you know when you're a kid and you think certain things are cool that are really not cool? Yeah. But I thought having missing teeth and having like a gummy smile was cool. I don't know why. Or having a broken arm and like a cast. Oh, that was cool. Do you know what I mean? Or, that is cool. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <out>. <laughs> Snap it after the show, line. So we want
1: to, we want to know <laughs> yep. what is the tooth fairy's going rate mm-hmm. for your kids? What does the tooth fairy give your kids?
2: Oh four triple eight five one oh four seven. Hit us up right now Just today. The text line it is always open. All thanks to Auto Masters Switch and Save on service and repairs with pay later options at twenty two Auto Masters centres.
1: So the sound engineer Sam, who yep. works here at Triple M, his daughter goes to school with a little girl. Yeah. Who got $20 from the tooth fairy for a tooth, which is unbelievable. Inflation. It is. Yeah. It just seems unfair. Yeah, big time. And what kind of deals that family got with the tooth fairy, it just seems unfair. Because I got gold nuggets when I was a kid.
2: I got hardly that, 50 cents.
1: Someone's texted in. Jeremy said, morning guys, my son got a note from the tooth fairy saying she gives $5 for the first tooth Mm -hmm. and then a gold coin for the rest of the teeth. He can't pull them out. They have to kind of fall out on their yep, own. Yep, yep. Or she can't use them. Oh, wow. um, they have to fall out naturally. Naturally, that's from Jeremy. I like that system. Yeah,
2: that's it's good. It's a very structured system. Yeah, I don't mind that whatsoever. We got Dave from Modbury Heights there. G'day, Dave. How are you, mate?
3: Hello. Well, I can tell you that in my house, the going rate is five dollars a tooth. Mm-hmm. Yep. For that, but however, my brother. Um, In his house, my niece uh, received $100 for a first tooth
2: because the tooth fairy
3: just didn't have anything less than $100 that night.
2: (laughs) That's just, uh, (laughs) (laughs) let them suffer, Dave, if I was the tooth fairy. (laughs) That's what I'd be doing.
3: That's what,
1: that was the thing in my family. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Insane. Insane. Insane.
1: But you can imagine the tooth fairy going through a wallet. Yeah. And going, I didn't expect the tooth to come out tonight. Yeah. We don't really have cash. I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) I don't
2: care whatsoever.